Hey, what was that? Hi, Deanna. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? How are you? I'm okay. Good. <laughs> it's been a week. It has been a week. <laughs> Any yeah. updates you'd like to share? Well, uh, my car broke again. So it's in the shop currently. Truck won't start again. So that's fun. Um, let me see. I think those are the big ones. Oh, I started at my new job. Have have we talked about that? I don't yet? think we've talked about that one. Yeah, so I am working in the emergency department now as an ED tech. Um, it's been exciting. It's a lot going on down there. Yeah, but you love the chaos. I do. I do love it. There have been some rough days, but I mean that's to be expected down there. You yeah. Know what I mean? Not everything ends up how you want it to. Yeah. But, um overall I, I honestly I love the people that I'm working with. They're all, you know, for the most part nice and welcoming and helpful. You know, so good. I'm glad. Yeah, those are the those are the big updates. Mm-hmm. Oh, Grace comes home this week also. <gasps> oh yeah, I heard. Are you guys excited to have her back? Yeah, we're we're definitely itching to get her back. So um, it's it's gonna be a little bit of a chaos around here again yeah. for a while, but yeah. um, we're ready to have her back. So especially Kilo, he's driving us nuts. Oh, he's like, where's my friend? I know. But how about you? How are things with you? Good. I feel mm-hmm. like we're kind of going through some big life changes right now. Yeah. Um, but overall, pretty good. I accepted a new position. So I'll be working in an ICU now. So that's kind of nerve-wracking. But How do you think you're going to handle that? I think I'm going to do well. Like, I shadowed uh, with the team there. And uh, overall, I mean, it seems very doable. And I think because in my current job, you know, we spend a lot of time in the ICU. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that familiar chaos. I mean, how do you feel? it's also organized chaos. How do you feel about the fact that, like, you're going to be in charge of the patients now? I'm kind of ready for it, though. Yeah? Yeah, because I feel like in my current job, um, I love what I do in my current position. I'm good at what I do, and that's something that's really hard to leave. But... I'm ready to learn new skills. I'm ready to further my skill set. I'm ready to see a different population. Yeah. Um, I'm just ready for I'm I'm ready for a little bit of chaos. I feel like things have just been like so tame. Every day's mm-hmm. kind of been like the same, which is great. And I think that's what I needed at the time. Yeah. But I think I'm ready for some organized chaos. Not like in the ER where it's just unorganized, chaos. just pure chaos. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, I've been down to the ER and I hated every second of it. <laughs> I love it down there. I love it, love it, love it. All right. So today we're going to talk about psychology. Now we've got a, a couple of different – there's so many different ways you can go for psychology because there's so much to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about color psychology. Uh, we're also going to talk about dreams. And then we're just going to touch on the different types of psychologies. Okay. So, um. We the, talked a little bit about color theory. Did we? Well, just like recently. Oh, oh, kinda oh, like I what see. what that meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that um, kind of what you want to jump into first? Well, or? I kind of want to go over like the four types of psychology. Okay. And just kind of branch off of that. Um, so the four types, and I'll, I'll link it all of the, um articles that we're reading too, to kind of cite those. But um, you've got the clinical, cognitive, behavioral, and biophysiology. Phys- biopsychology. 
That's the word, right? Psychology. Okay. <laughs> Those like when you throw a P in there and there's a lot of the pH in there. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's yeah, there's a lot going on in there. Um so I didn't realize there were so many different like types of psychology and like I just thought it was you thought just psychology was psychology, just sort of psychology. Yeah, you know? No, there's a lot that goes with it. Yeah. There's a lot of branches of psychology and which I guess makes sense because yeah. anything science or medical, there's it's I mean, it's just one very, very big umbrella term. Yeah. <laughs> so the the clinical psychology um can include like counseling, school psychologist, mm-hmm. family therapy and I think that's what we're most familiar with. Yeah. That's that's kinda like my first like thought when I think psychology. Um, but then the, so the cognitive psychology deals with the more like anxiety, depressive disorders, personality disorders, substance abuse, health related problems, academic performance, relationship, trauma, stress management, and then problems of daily living. Yeah. I think those first two are probably the types of psychology that we're most, most familiar with just as far as clinical manifestations Mm -hmm. and also just like things that we may talk about in therapy and battling mental health. I just didn't realize there's like, you can break those into two different like sections. Yeah. Cause I feel like I would probably try to bundle those into one. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's almost like it's one of them is more like in depth than the other one. The other one's kind of just broad. The clinical psychology, and then once you get into cognitive, it kind of focuses on, like, specific things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a subcategory of it. Yeah, right. So then you've got behavioral psychology, classical conditioning. So a technique used in behavioral training in which a neutral stimulus is paired with a natural occurring stimulus. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly understand that do you so conditioning is something that we do pretty regularly like we condition ourselves to feel tired when we go to the bedroom or lay in bed that's a type of conditioning um maybe we condition ourselves to feel a certain way with a certain activity Yeah. yeah so is this more like think of like like pavlov and like freud yeah. That kind of. So is this more like a physical type of thing where you like condition your body to do things? Hmm. It can be. It can also be like a mental thing. We condition ourselves to feel a certain way. Yeah. Like let's say we have traumas. We condition ourselves to feel a certain way when we're in a certain setting. Right. So we condition hmm. ourselves to feel relaxed when we're at home. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's not always the case, but I mean, yeah. that's just an example. Yeah. Or obviously, if we have issues with like substance abuse, mm. we might feel very anxious when we step into a bar. That's a type of conditioning that we mm. do, um, just kind of based on our own experiences. I feel like that would be like really hard to change. Yeah, it is. But I think subconsciously, we, we do that without mm-hmm. thinking about it. Also, there is a very conscious conditioning, like when we train dogs. Yeah. We give them treats. We reward them for doing a certain, you know, command. So we're conditioning them yep. 
to Kinda be like, trained a certain way. They but, know when dinner time is. Exactly. So every day, <laughs> seven o'clock, they know yeah. dinner time. Even though they don't have an actual clock to see, yeah. they they have like an internal clock that they go off and they're like, oh, it's dinner time. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe you're doing something that you normally do around seven o'clock and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's dinner time. Yep. So well, it's like whenever I go, ourselves. like, put my shoes on, Kilo's like, where are you going? Exactly. So that's just, like, a very, very broad example yeah. of conditioning. And obviously yeah. we can always tinker with that and go yeah. even more in depth into the little nitty-gritty details, um, which is, you know, sometimes what we do with therapy. Yeah. You know, we try to rewire our brain to be a certain way. Like, I know for me, I had a lot of issues going to sleep. Yeah. Because I was doing a lot of activities in bed. I was doing homework in bed. I was just scrolling on TikTok in bed. Right. And so my brain just was not shutting off. However, when I was going downstairs to watch TV, I would fall asleep immediately. So yeah. I conditioned myself to feel more relaxed on the sofa than in the bedroom. I swear the sofa sleep it does not is not the same as bed sleep. It's just not. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Like if I could transfer like when I fall asleep on the couch, if I could just move that to the bed, Oh, I'd sleep great. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when we're sitting on the sofa, we're relaxing, we're watching TV, yeah. our brain is kind of shut off. But sometimes in the bedroom, we're scrolling on TikTok or Instagram right. or we're texting people or we're having conversations with our partner. We just don't shut off our brain. Yeah. So that's why it's very difficult for some people to sleep. So we have some insomnia. <laughs> yeah. Which we're going to talk about dreams later. So. But, I mean, like, isn't that so yeah. weird, like, how we're how we train ourselves to like, it is. I do mean, these things without even thinking about it? It, it goes back to, like, we're just animals. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I know that we're obviously a little bit different than dog, cat, horse, whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, we're still animals and our body is still somewhat wired the same. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, then you've got the biopsychology that deals with sensory processes, learning and memory, motivation and excitement, and cognition. Mm-hmm. I think out of all four of those, I would be – I would want to learn about the biopsychology more. Yeah, I think that's just not really talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like how we approach and how we feel. And it's right. It's almost kind of like how like your body is wired too. Mm-hmm. You just know, on a biological. Yeah, like the like at, the at sensory base level. Yeah, yeah, like the sensory processes. It's like why do I feel a certain way when I touch something? You know, like microfiber cloths. I hate those things. You were like, please take these from I me. I don't. I don't want to even look at it. Um. So like it, it's kind of like it makes me curious, kind of to learn about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or even like the learning and memory. You know, like how do you retain and like right? How do you, yeah. You know, why do I have a memory of when I was four, we were having a birthday party in my preschool, but I can't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? (laughs) So um, those are the the four different, like, kinds of psychology. Um, I also want to talk about color psychology. So in – when you were in school – high school, college, whatever, did you ever go over, like, color theory? Did you ever take, like, a class like that or something? In art class, we did, like, color theory as far as, like, what colors mm-hmm. match with what, and, like, that's kind of the base level. Um, but I think for what we're talking about today, as far as, like, how colors make us feel, I don't think we really, really ever took a class on that. So my my first um, major that I wanted to do um, was interior design. Okay. And 
one of, I don't remember like the, the whole class wasn't about color theory, but we did talk about it and how like different colors can make you feel certain ways. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and obviously like what colors are best for what rooms and, and kind of like that. So, um, I kind of want to go over like, oh, so like symbolic color meanings. So red, what do you think of when you think of red? Like as far as emotions. Red is a difficult one for me. Yeah? I feel like I can, when I think of red, I think of bold. Okay. I think of bold. I also think about like romance. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I also think about pain. Okay. I can see that. Like blood. Like blood. Yeah. Like the devil. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. just things that are just generally, um manifested by red you know yeah yeah so so this one says passion excitement and love okay so you were pretty close kind of there yeah yeah. (laughs) uh what about pink pink i think you know sweet romantic um soft Mm -hmm. so soft reserved and earthy i wouldn't have thought earthy Hmm, i would think earthy be like green Mm. or like brown yeah taupe or like some kind of neutral color right 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 like these yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay so purple purple i think i think purple is another bold color Mm -hmm. um hmm. i feel like purple isn't like used as much i was gonna say i feel like we don't really see too much purple Mm -hmm. or if we do see purple it's like a very muted purple like when i think purple i think of like like, lavender yeah and when i think lavender i think of like calm sweet like Mm kind of like how we do with pink but i feel like if we go for like a more royal purple it's It's like loud it's loud there yeah yeah loud so purple is mysterious noble and glamorous Mm, okay i can see glamour i feel like those girls that their favorite color is purple everything they own is purple yeah they're just those girls you know yeah, like everything is purple mm-hmm. uh-huh. there's this girl at the va that every time i see her everything she has is purple her pen's purple her like post-it notes her <laughs> lunchbox her backpack i mean everything is purple like my favorite color is pink but like i feel like i never wear pink right i yeah. never have anything mm-hmm. pink <laughs> <laughs> okay uh what about blue blue i think calm but also sad. Like, you know, when you're feeling blue. Yeah. Kind of so down. on here it says wisdom, hope, reason, and peace. Mm, I can see peace. I think it depends on which kind of blue also. That's the thing with colors, though. You have so many yeah. various shades. Like I said, with the purple, like like a royal purple is very bold. It's very loud. Right. But like a lavender color is very muted. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. It's very just calm and quiet I know that whenever I first started like designing my home or whatever my color go-to was blue but I feel like blue is just sharp if that makes sense like it just it's it's not as like soothing and calm as like green green is obviously the go-to now um but I just not that I don't like blue anymore I like blue more for like the bathrooms. Yeah, I was about to say. I feel like bathrooms. We want to give it like a clean feel, just a very yes. refreshing. Because mm-hmm. you, you want to get clean mm-hmm. there, <laughs> right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, and then okay, so green. 
was the next one. Green, I, you know, like I said, I think it would be very earthy. Mm-hmm. Very, um, I just think of like the woods. <laughs> I yeah. Do. I, I do. mean, everything in there is green pretty yeah. much. Green and brown. Yeah. yeah. So it says nature, growth, and freshness. Growth, yeah. I could see the freshness. freshness. Yeah. Um, what about yellow? I think I just, I just think about piss. But then also like sunshine. It's bright. Sprite? It's bright. Oh, I thought you said and Sprite. I was like, what kind <laughs> of Sprite bright. are you drinking? <laughs> that goes in two different directions. It does, doesn't it? So this one also kind of goes in two different directions. It says hope, joy, and danger. Danger? I don't think of like a yellow light. You know, we're heading towards danger, like you're green and then you're yellow and then you're red. Like before you head into danger and you think that things are going to go bad, you're in the yellow zone. I mean, I see what you're saying, but. I don't really think of it that way either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, That's a, that's a interesting one. Okay. What about orange? Orange, I think hot and warm. So it says warmth, kindness, and joy. Okay. Uh, white. White. I think clean. Yeah. I also think white is another one of those sharp colors. Mm-hmm. You know what I but mean? But I feel like white is just so sterile. Like, there's no, there's nothing to yes, it. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I just, I've gotten away from wanting white walls. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it, like you said, it makes it feel just sterile. Like and there's just, just nothing. Yeah. There. Um, there's no character. There's right. no emotion. There's no feeling. Oh, character is a big one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've I've definitely gotten to the point where like I want character in my home. I don't want it to just be basic and clean. Yeah, I can see <laughs> that. Know? Yeah, but I'm also feel like I'm a lot more intricate when it comes to like design. Like for me, like I I don't think I would really be upset if I had white walls because I feel like I'm very minimalistic. Yes, yeah. Compared to you, yeah. like, but I know that you like the warm, homey vibe. Yes. And you work very, very hard at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to, you know, the psychology of it. It's like, you know, I want my home to be warm and cozy mm-hmm. and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and not just for me or Ben, but everyone that comes yeah. over, you know what I mean? Um, we had someone come over the other day, one of Ben's friends, um, and he walked in and he was like, wow, it looks so good in here. I'm just like, well, thank I you. mean, <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, okay, so black is the last one. Black. I think black is more of like a mysterious vibe. I feel like black hides a lot. Okay, I can see that. So it says noble, mysterious, and cold. Okay. I don't really see it as cold, though. I don't see it really as cold. I think white is more cold than black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because isn't white the one that has all of the colors? Because I think it's backwards. Because you would think that black is all of the colors. I don't know. You know. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's white. I could be completely wrong on that, but for some reason I think it's like backwards of what you think it would be. <laughs> but anyways, um but yeah, I I don't see black as cold. I like black. I do too. 
I think it's when it does when it's not covered in dog hair, anyways. Um, I think I think it's just um, it's hard to not look good in black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like everyone looks good in black. Yeah, for sure. But not everyone looks good in white. No, because some people it like really washes you out. Right. But for some people, it can make you look tanner. Like mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Okay, so it says here that there was a study done in 2020 um, that surveyed the emotional association associations associations of um, different colors. So black, 51% uh, of respondents associated black with sadness. Okay. <laughs> I kind of see that. I feel like black and white generally we term that as a lack of color a lack of whatever like a lack of emotion a lack of feeling a lack of whatever and you know when people say oh my future looks bleak or it looks dark like we just can't see the end of the tunnel yeah. like I think that's kind of the I vibe that, that. We, yeah. we feel I would just think blue is sadness in my mind though yeah Almost. I think blue yeah Blue and, like, grays and things like that. Ooh, this one's interesting. So, white, 43% of people associate it with relief. I could see people seeing white as a color of, like, new beginnings. We're starting yeah. on a clean slate. Because I think white is a very clean color. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? It's hard to keep clean, too. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> um, red with love, 68%. Okay. I could see that one. Um, blue, 35% is feelings of relief also. Yeah, I mean, it's calming. It's a clean color. Like you said, we put it in the bathroom because it's a refreshing yeah. color. I could see that, especially when you think about, like, water. Mm -hmm. Like water, you know, yeah. Like clear blue water. water. Yeah. Um, green, 39% is contentment. Mm. I could see that, though. Yeah. Because um, I think it's the color of growth, right? Yellow, uh, 52% means joy. I could definitely see that one, though. I like the sun, the sunshine. Yeah. But I also wouldn't want yellow in my house, either. Like, too much of it. Yeah. Uh, brown, disgust, 36% <laughs> disgust, which totally get that yeah, one. Yeah, I get that one. Um, orange, 44% joy. see that i guess i feel like well, i was literally gonna say orange you, you don't really see that much but my house is literally I was about to say, you have covered orange in orange right now you, okay but blankets. it's fall it's fall though okay it's a cozy color it is it's a warm color i think of like a fire or something but if it gets like too like neon though yeah then it gets too much but that's the weird thing about colors is that we have so many varying shades of yeah. it, and then each shade also has a different feeling tied right. towards it. Um, okay, and then pink, 50% linked that with love. I feel like that would have been higher, or it should have been higher. Yeah. So um, there's this other article that talks about, like, your mood impact by color and kind of, like, the physical effects of it and, okay. like, what rooms it should be in if, when, if we're going like more into your design side of things so red uh, we've already said like love passion 
anger is on this one. Um, the physical effects are like faster and more powerful reactions, higher blood pressure and heart rate, and then faster respirations. I could see that. I could see that too. Like when I think red, like I can see how people might think like rage, mm-hmm. like anger, like you know, Fast. like you know, when yeah. people get angry in like TV shows or whatever, like they they turn red, mm-hmm. or even just in humans, just yeah, if you get angry, like feel like you flush. Yep. You know, um, it says it's best in dining rooms, living rooms, entryways, kitchens, and rooms for entertainment, but it's worst in bedrooms and rooms where you want to relax. Mm. I could see that, though. It'd be kind of hard to sleep in a room that's red. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, I've seen, like, red living rooms and, I like, red dining areas. Mm-hmm. It's really – I love it. Yeah. Especially, like, that, like, jewel-toned red where it's, like, kind of like a I ruby love, red um, color. I love red doors. Like, yeah. front doors. Mm-hmm. They're cute, yeah. Yeah. I like those. Okay, so orange, excitement, pleasure, and abundance. Physical effects are increased appetite and energy. I wouldn't have gathered that, but... I could see the energy, but... Yeah. I didn't know about the appetite part. Yeah. Definitely don't want that in the kitchen then, huh? Um, Best in exercise or playrooms, kitchens, living rooms, or dining rooms. Orange theory. (laughs) Oh! Right? Wow. I never thought of that. It makes sense now. It does make sense. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) In podcast now. (laughs) Uh, worst in bedrooms and rooms where you want to relax. So same thing with red. So yellow is joy, happiness, and communication. So physical effects, better communication, sharper memory, enhanced neutral neuro, neural, N-E-U-R-A-L, neural, yeah. activity, and raised like blood pressure. Activities, yeah. um, best in living rooms, bathrooms, kitchens, dining rooms, worst in bedrooms and nurseries. Nursery. Because oh, I was gonna say people use like yellow to be like gender neutral and stuff. Yeah, and like like suns and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That kind of shocks me. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Pink. Physical effects reduced physical signs of aggression, like heart rate or blood pressure. Best in offices, bedrooms, and nurseries. Worse in living rooms, kitchens, and dining rooms. I'm not really much of a, like, decorate with pink person. My walls are pink. Mm-hmm. Like a very, like, so neutral you, So is your, pink. like, bedspread and your pillows. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure your chair she, is pink. Yeah. Blue. Oh, yeah, pink. Mm-hmm. Well, it says it's good in bedrooms, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> you know something, right? <laughs> Green, um, physical effects are slower heart rate and preservation of energy. Hmm. Best in bedrooms, living rooms, kitchens, spas, bathrooms, screened porches. All around good color. So literally everywhere. Kind of like my house, yeah. Worse in playrooms or gyms. I like playrooms, though. I could see it not being good in gyms, but. Maybe it's the same idea. You're exerting energy in a gym. Yeah. Hmm. Blue. Physical effects. Lower heart rate and blood pressure. Lower body temperature. Slower breathing. And help with sleeping. So good in bedrooms, bathrooms, offices, spas. Worse in playrooms or gyms, kitchens, dining rooms, or living rooms. 
Hmm. Purple, physical effects, enhanced senses, and self-awareness. Best in bedrooms, offices, and living rooms. I just feel like we don't see purple a lot. Especially, like, in, like, home decor. Yeah. I think it's just a very loud, it's a very bold color. It is. It doesn't really go well with other colors. Other colors. I don't even know, like, what other color would go with purple. You'd have to go on the color wheel. Yeah. To see, like, it's, like, the opposite, right? Um, Or the surrounding colors. Right. Okay. Uh, Brown, physical effects, relaxation, increase... Trypophen, try try trypophen, tryptophan. Sure, um, and serotonin levels. It says best in any room. For what brown? Yeah, I guess it depends on what brown though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like brown is a very like naturistic. Well, you got to think about like wood too. Wood, yeah, Yeah. it's an earthy. Definitely. Think of like a wood cabin, like, you know. I think that's too much wood, though. That's a lot of wood. <laughs> Remember how like people used to do like wood panels? On yeah. The walls? My Pawpaw's house used to have wood paneling. I, I hate it. It's just so much brown. It's so brown, yeah. There's no color. <laughs> uh, white physical effects, enhanced focus and memory, uncomfortable or blinding feeling when it's too bright. But then it says best in any room. Well, I mean, you know, like some some whites are very white, bright, yeah, yeah. But like, go to a paint store. There's like two hundred shades oh my of white. Gosh, it's so. Over- I hate picking out paint. And, yeah, that is my least favorite thing to do in designing a space. It sounds paint. fun. It's awful. It sounds fun in theory, right? But like, because then whenever you're at like the paint store, Lowe's, Home Depot, whatever, the lighting is different, mm-hmm. and it could look good at Lowe's. But then you put it on the wall and you're like, wow, this looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. It does not look anything like it did in the store. Yeah. Uh-uh. And you you might go in with an idea like, hey, I want my walls to be like a tan color or something. Mm-hmm. But there's like 500 shades of tan. And you're like, well, well which one? Which one do I pick? <laughs> Help. <laughs> That's why like you should definitely buy like samples or even take like those little like papers or whatever. And put them on the wall. And, and yeah. yeah. Cut them out and just, mm-hmm. like, put them on the wall. See what you think. Um, black, lowered energy, depressed mood, and aggressive behavior. But then it says best in any room as an accent. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I honestly love seeing, like, the the black accent walls, but where they're, like, matte black. Yeah. Not, oh, like, yeah. the no, glossy black. I think if you're going to do a black room it ha- or put black on the wall anywhere, it should be It should be matte. the flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to Ikea, I remember I told you, mm-hmm. and there was this one room, and it had gold, red, and black. Ooh, that's, that's, those are all bold colors. Very bold colors, and it was like a living room display mm-hmm. or whatever, and it had like, mostly like a very dark, deep red color. Yeah. With like gold accent pieces, like for like the decor pieces, but there was just one wall that was just matte black. Yeah. And they had like, um like black cabinetry with like gold handles and the gold. I love gold accents. Oh yeah, I love gold. But That's, I was like that it was really cool. I was say you have to be like a a certain kind of person to yeah. have those colors together. Yeah. I think. 
but also you have to like kind of see how the rest of the house is going to look too because it'd be yeah. really weird to have just like a whole house a of whole black gold and yeah red. <laughs> <laughs> i think that would be good for like like a basement game room mm-hmm. bar or something yeah. something like that i think it would be really good but at like throughout the whole house i think that's a lot it's a lot yeah yeah um so we talked a lot about like color so i kind of want to move on to dreams and okay. like the psychology of it. I feel like we're about to unpack a lot here. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that dreams have like a higher meaning? Sometimes I do because I think in times of like stress, I have very similar dreams. Okay. Like you know how some people say like, oh, when something big is coming up, like you get you have a dream that your teeth fall out or something. Yeah, I I am terrified of losing my teeth. <laughs> yeah, or you have those dreams where you feel like you're falling. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like sometimes I kind of have like a repetition of those dreams depending on where I am in life yeah or what kind of mood I am in life like I feel like maybe in the last couple of weeks I've been maybe feeling higher levels of stress so my dreams are just a little bit weirder mm-hmm. but when my mood is like calmer I don't really remember my dreams hmm. I feel like I either don't dream or I have weird dreams yeah like, the there's same. no like, in between I feel like I, I'm sure I do dream there are some mornings when I just wake up and I'm like completely sweaty and I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but I can't why remember I what the heck happened. Yeah. yeah. And then there are some, sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night because I feel like I'm falling mm-hmm. and you like jerk yourself awake and you're like, what's going on? And then there, you know, there are some times when you're dreaming that your teeth are falling out or something or that maybe I have a dream that I'm pregnant. Right. You know? And you're just like, what? Am what? I? <laughs> You're like, what is happening? So I feel like I I have similar dreams depending on mm-hmm. my stress level. I honestly, I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't really enjoy dreaming. I used to. Yeah. I used to be really, Absolutely. like, intrigued by my dreams, and I feel like I used to remember them. But I don't know. if Maybe it's because I've started taking, like, antidepressants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are just, like, gone. I don't remember them ever. I just... Like, I feel like I just close my eyes and then I just, I wake up, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I said, my, my dreams are always so strange mm-hmm. and like, and I know like while I'm dreaming, I know that it, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but like somehow it still happens. I don't know. It's just, what about like, have you ever had a lucid dream? Is that when you can, like, kind of control what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are really cool. And I feel like I can kind of dictate which way I want things mm-hmm. to go. And usually, obviously, in a good way. But there are sometimes during a lucid dream where I feel like I'm starting to lose control. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I've only ever had one lucid dream, I think, that yeah. I remember. They're hard to come by, I feel. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like you have to be in, like, a really deep, like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Because those are the ones that you remember. Right. Yeah. And you can literally, like, change the trajectory of the dream. Mm -hmm. Like, I was being chased, and I was like, I remember stopping, and I'm like, I don't want to be chased anymore. This is my dream. (laughs) Why are they chasing me? (laughs) I wish it would happen more often, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Okay, hold on. So there's this thing called the Dream Dictionary. Hmm. And you can, like, 
Oh, it's a pretty website. Yeah, it is. So it says like common dreams or you could even search like something of the meaning of your dreams. So do you want to like pick one from here? Like a common dream that you might have or something? Height. So dreaming of heights. So I feel like that means like you're falling from something high. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it happens to me a lot. Like I feel like I'm always like really? falling. I jerk myself awake because I feel like I'm falling off a cliff or like I don't feel I like fall. I have those too often. I get those more frequently. Are you scared of heights? No. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this says dreams about heights are usually complemented with fear and anxiety of plummeting to your death. <laughs> Good. Um... So, falling dreams are one of the most common dream symbols that are closely associated with heights, representing losing control in certain areas of your life. Mm. So, I could kind of see that. Um, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like that happens when I feel like I'm in a really high-stress situation or, like, a stressful time in life. Maybe. Um... I guess I could see that, yeah. Because like I feel I said, like when like, you fall, like, there's not much you can do you about can't, it. Yeah, you can't stop so it. So that's, like, <laughs> the sign of losing control. Right. Yeah. So this one, um, a fear of heights may stem from our natural fear of falling and being injured. However, in our dreams, this might be a reflection of an inability to ground oneself or a change in our belief system. Many people have created restrictions in their own lives that has caused them to be over the edge hence being close to falling i could see that what what is like a common well you said you don't really dream do you i'm telling you i my my dreams are just weird like do you feel like dreams have a deeper meaning or do you just sort of think it's like a lot of bullshit i think that some dreams could but not yeah. all of them. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know. I feel like it's hard to know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like how do you how can you prove that? Yeah. You know, um they also say that everyone that you see in your dreams are people that you've actually met in real life. But, like, sometimes in my dreams, they're just faceless people. It's because, like, I, I read this thing one time that said you can't make up a face in your mind. Hmm. So, like, everyone that you see in a dream are real people that you've met in real life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know who the person is. You know, it could have just been like a bystander that your brain just remembered their face. Mm. Yeah. But then my question with that is like nightmares. If the person that is creating the nightmare has a face, why did I choose that face? Yeah. Like why did your subconscious mm -hmm. do that? Right. And what is it trying to tell you? And why is it a nightmare? Right. You know, especially <laughs> if I don't know the person, like yeah. personally, it's like, okay, if this was some stranger, why did my mind pick that face? Hmm. You know, 
I don't know. It, it dreams to me kind of, I think a lot of like mental health whenever you think of dreams, because like, you know, like for me, like with PTSD, my mind does bad things to me, you know? So that's kind of the same way that I associate dreams. Like when you have a bad dream, it's your fault. You know what I mean? Like, for lack of a better word, it was your brain that your brain is the one that created the bad dream. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. I, I think dreams used to be fun. (laughs) They used to be fun, but I feel like I've definitely been like, I'm over it. (laughs) Do you think that, you know, obviously the older you get, the more you learn about the world. Do you think that dreams have any kind of correlation with like what you know about the world I think so because I feel like right now I mean obviously I don't really know if you've been following the news but there's a lot of yeah stuff happening out in the uh you know Middle East right now yeah um and I guess just sort of depending on what kind of personality you have you can internalize it Mm -hmm. or you know it can weigh really heavy in your heart just from what's happening because there is no peace in this world no, there's really you know, not. there's a lot of violence and yeah. there's a lot of innocent people dying right now. I definitely think like And I think a lot of us we can we take that to our hearts. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, within, you know, the past fifteen, twenty years, things are a lot more televised mm-hmm. than they ever have been. So people see a lot more bad because it's on the news now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's great that things are being televised and that, you know, the yeah. news is getting out there, we're reaching a bigger audience, there's mm-hmm. more awareness. But, you know, I think television and media in general is very polarizing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, we're so divided right now. When I think about, like, the younger generation, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I didn't really, I didn't really watch the news. I didn't, you know, we didn't have, like, social media that it was posted everywhere you know so I had a very sheltered childhood that I didn't really know about most of the bad in the world you know so I got to grow up and have that you know peaceful childhood or whatever Mm -hmm. but nowadays like kids see everything they hear everything like you know and and I, I feel like they're they don't get to be kids. just carefree, innocent kids right. anymore. Yeah, you I'm know, with you there, because I think was it, I think nine eleven was really just like the biggest yeah thing I was that in happened first to us grade. as a kid. Yeah, yeah, and I think from that point on, we're all just sort of like, oh, mm-hmm. this yeah, is a really it can scary place over here. Yeah. yeah, like this is a really scary time and a really scary place. Yeah. and I feel like ever since then you know, television has kind of become polarized. Yeah. You know. I also feel like my parents kind of kept me away from all that stuff, though. Yeah, I think my parents did, too, but, um, but I feel like everyone just sort of has free reign, free access to anything and everything now. absolutely, yeah. So even if you want, if your parents wanted to, they can't. 
yeah, it's really, really hard, hard. to keep your kids from that, especially. Yeah. Like, I remember when YouTube started being a thing. And, you know, back then, we didn't know about, like, parental controls and... <laughs> yeah, you see some wild shit on the internet. Oh, right, exactly, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, nowadays, obviously, they have parental controls, but kids are also, like, smarter, I was almost. Say, kids are smart. They know how to get around they, stuff. They know the get around. Yeah. Because um, even we knew kind of how to get around a lot of stuff, too. Right. Like, imagine what they know now. <laughs> Gosh, I am not ready. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> like, um, I found one about the teeth falling out. Because I know we kind of talked about that a little bit, right? Um, it says, did you know that teeth dreams are one of the most searched symbols on Google search engine? <laughs> um... Dreaming about your teeth falling out can be a sign of major transition or rebirth taking place in your life. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. It says, if you notice an unknown person pulling on your teeth, could link to a shadow archetype, the dark side of your personality. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever had a dream of someone else taking my teeth out. No, I don't think I have either. It was just sort of like they just fall out fall or out. like someone like, or have like tonsil stone dreams. Really? I don't know if you've ever had one of those. No. Like, just, like, a tonsil stone coming mm -hmm. out. I don't know. I had some weird-ass dreams. <laughs> I never know. Oh, there's some about rotting teeth. Have you ever had anything about rotting teeth? Mm -mm. Me neither. There's got to be one about, like, oh, broken, chipped, or crooked teeth. Um, a lot of teeth dreams. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, teeth falling out. You want to do that one instead? Teeth falling out. Okay, that's, I think that's what we were looking for anyways. Yeah. Um, connecting things falling apart in your life, whether it be your relationships or the loss of people who were once close to you. Um, investigating how you speak if you are not true to yourself. Clues in the dream are the people who were around you, location, or if you were looking in the mirror. Mm. Interesting. So falling out of love or communication with someone. Fear of feeling inadequate, loss of something important, stress, fears, and anxiety, or an, an inability to hold things together. I guess my dreams are just telling me that I'm like, you need to get your shit together. Unwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There is so many on like losing your teeth. You know what gave me really going. weird dreams? Now that I think hmm. about it, taking magnesium supplements. Really? Yeah. If you want to look it up, be like magnesium and like weird dreams. Because I think I remember looking it up, and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I started taking magnesium supplements, and like my dreams were just like wild as shit." Hmm. Here, I can look it up on my phone. That's your oh. your iPad is doing things right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, magnesium and weird dreams. Now, some individuals have reported experience vivid and disturbing dreams after taking magnesium supplements um, because magnesium helps you maintain good like, stay on the sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gives you the time and the opportunity to have more dreams. Mm. I don't know if I want that. 
well, I started taking magnesium supplements because I wanted to get back on like the circadian yeah. rhythm, um, just for better sleep, better mood, and all that. Because um, I feel like people talk about magnesium supplements all the time. So I was like, oh, I'll just give it a try. I gave it like a solid month, and I just had like the weirdest dreams ever while taking the magnesium supplements. I was having dreams about like pregnancy. I was having dreams about like my teeth falling out, my tonsil stone dreams. It was all around that time period now that I think about it. You know, it's like I I almost feel like the more you dream, the less you have good sleep. I guess that depends. Like I know that they associate dreaming with like the REM cycle. Uh-huh. But I feel like when I dream, I it, I You're sleep, exhausted. but yeah, I don't have good sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I when love... I'm waking up sweaty, like, right. It means I've been working real hard in my dreams. Like, <laughs> I, I love those nights or those mornings or whatever that you wake up and you feel like you just shut your eyes. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird, but like, you literally slept through the night. You didn't wake up at all. You didn't have any nightmares. Like, you literally just sleep. <laughs> like, my favorite is I waking want. up and there's like a cushion pillow on your face oh my gosh i had a nap the other day <laughs> i swear i went to a different dimension i know you're like different world you wake up you're like what day is it what year is where it am where am i am i at Who home I? <laughs> I literally woke up like 30 minutes before i was supposed to leave for class too so like i i guarantee you i still had the lines when i got the class yeah. i'm still just like <laughs> <laughs> And you wake up hot and just yeah, yeah. You're red. And- oh my god! It's like you had a full workout. Yeah. Like, oh my! The but those are like the best naps, though. Like, why can't why can't you sleep the way you nap? A nap is it's like frustrating, otherworldly yeah. sometimes. It's so frustrating because I love me a good nap. You know, I read somewhere that this was like a long time ago that humans aren't supposed to sleep for that long. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I actually know that because I think back in the day when we were, like, hunter-gatherers or whatever, mm-hmm. we would do, like, almost, like, shift work. Right. Uh, we would sleep for maybe, like, four hours in the evening, mm-hmm. wake up around, like, midnight or whatever, do some activities, and then go back to sleep. So a lot of people who are considered to be insomniacs or whatever, um, myself included, like, I find myself waking up around 2 o'clock every morning. Mm-hmm. Just I just open my eyes. I don't know if it's from a dream, if I was snoring or whatever, but yeah. I, just, I wake up around that time every single night, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so, and I look it up, and, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, like, you know, some people are just staying that biphasic sleep schedule, mm-hmm. sleep cycle, where you're only sleeping for a couple hours, you wake up, you can go back to sleep or whatever, or you might feel this burst of energy, mm-hmm. and then you go back to sleep for a little bit. So we're not meant to sleep for a full eight hours. We're meant to be sleeping in increments. Which kind of blows my mind because, <clears throat> you know, like, health and doctors and all these people are like, you need eight hours of sleep every night. and Which, like, I kind of get that, but also, like, our bodies aren't, aren't meant to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've evolved in a way to yeah. adapt to that kind of lifestyle because we don't we don't live with that lifestyle anymore. We don't do we're not hunters and gatherers anymore. We yeah. don't have to take shift work for safety precautions or anything like that. So, yeah, it's only natural that we're going to be proactive and active during the day and sleepy and restful at night. But I I still want naps though. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, naps are a very natural part of right, daily life. And it has always been 
Hmm. <laughs> but I also think that, you know, this current lifestyle in this day and age, it's, it's not conducive to yeah. a healthy lifestyle. People aren't supposed to be working nine to five. People aren't no. supposed to be. And I don't know if you've heard about it, but, you know, you know, like the the three, three o'clock slump for girls because we're on a different hormone cycle mm-hmm. versus men. So, like, the nine to five is more conducive to men yeah. versus women. I'm telling you, when I worked the, the Monday through Friday job, I, like, I was so exhausted by the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And, like, there was no, like, recovery time whatsoever, you know? Because um, I, I look back at, like, those times how, like, I actually had really good sleep during that time just because I was so exhausted. But that's not, like... No, it, I mean, it's not a good way to live, absolutely, but... um. I just, I didn't have the energy to do anything whatsoever. Yeah. You know? I can't do a nine-to-five. I can't either. I literally worked three days in a row Can the I other think day about it? Because I'm like, if I bad. further my education and, like, yeah, I get this job where I'm making more money, but it means I have to work a nine-to-five. I have I'm thought like, about that. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Because working three 12-hour shifts is great. It's awesome. It's yeah. It's great. I love it. And I don't know why we keep, why we, I guess, romanticize and glorify the nine to five lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice to, you know, have weekends and holidays off. You know, it kind of sucks that, you know, we, it, in our like field of work, we do have to work holidays. But I'd rather do that than sacrifice a holiday here and there. Right. Than have to, right. Plus, we don't have kids right now, so, like, working weekends... It doesn't matter. ...doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely think it would be hard having kids if you worked, you know, 12-hour shifts, if you didn't have, like, a spouse or something like that. You know, so it might be a little different with, like, the a different group of people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but... I think it all just depends on what your lifestyle looks like yeah. and what consistency looks like for mm-hmm. you. Because I still feel like working three twelves gives you more time with the kid. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I could I think see that's that valuable. too. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a partner who can either stay at home or work the opposite right. schedule. Right. There's yeah. always someone home, and you know, I feel like a lot of us have family nearby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's still conducive to a home life, good work life balance. Yeah, I will always be a twelve hour shift girl. I can, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the nine to five. Yeah. So we've kind of we've covered a lot. Yeah, we really today. did. Um I I love psychology. I love like even like talking to my therapist. Mm-hmm. Like she loves that I love psychology because mm-hmm. I'll be like, Well, you know, I've been kind of doing this or I feel kind of this way and I'm like, I think I'm feeling this way because of this. And then we kinda we're able to have like a discussion about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, now, obviously, she is way more knowledgeable about it than I am, so she knows a lot more, but I just, I love talking about it. I love, like, learning about it. You know, I love knowing why I do things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's really hard to wrap your head around things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's that's kind of me, is, like, I'm... I'm a and I think we're constantly searching for answers. Absolutely. And I, I'm a patterns person too. You know, so if there's something that I'm doing or feeling some sort of way that like 
there's no reason behind it or it doesn't feel like there's a reason behind it. Like it's it's very confusing to me and it's hard to understand it. Yeah. You I know? think that's the whole thing about life is that we just want to understand it. Yeah. We want to understand why the world is the way it is. We want to understand why we do things. Why am I feeling this way? Why are we feeling this way? Why we do the things that we do, even if it's productive or destructive? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Productive or destructive? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's my life right there. (laughs) One or the other. (laughs) Never in between. But uh, I guess just like to wrap everything, you know, I think psychology is just such a huge umbrella Mm -hmm. term for really every aspect in life. We did clinical. There's the bio psychology you know, cognitive are, yeah how we condition ourselves and train ourselves to be a certain way mm-hmm. it's just so crazy that we just do this it subconsciously is. and consciously I mean obviously yeah. if we want to make changes like we have to actively mm-hmm. do them yeah I think it's harder to break a habit than yeah to create one yeah like nail biting yeah like that's really hard mm-hmm. or like people with like substance problems yeah Breaking that's really hard. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, physically, like, or, like, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, whenever – I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but whenever I, you know, went to the hospital, whenever I first found out about the PTSD and everything like that, the first month of that is the most exhausting time in my life because that's when, you know, I was – I had a therapist or whatever that was pointing out things to me and I was more aware of everything and then being aware of it, I also had to change it. Mm -hmm. And like mentally, that is so exhausting. Mm. You know what I mean? Having to like – Was it like a new revelation when that outside person was like pointing out your manifestations? I don't know if it was like – I think it was more exhausting than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was almost kind of like I was. Well, because now you're you're like, oh, I am doing this. This is right. what I'm doing. I think now it's more of a re- revelation yeah. than when it was first happening. Mm-hmm. You know, at first when it was happening, it's kind of like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I like this? You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, there were so many questions, you know. So at first it was just kind of like. I thought I was fine. Turns out I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, this isn't how normal people live their lives. Um, so it took me a long time to to be okay with it. You know what I mean? Um, even when I got out of the Navy, it took me a good year after that before I was like, this is a part of me and I have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it's 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 not linear. You know, it's it still kind of goes up and down, but um, it's just life, though. Yeah, you know, more downs. But <laughs> but isn't it crazy that you're like your own mind is like actively going against you sometimes? I hate it. And actually. you're just like, why are what, you doing that? What happened to survival mode? It was like, this, <laughs> oh my gosh, this morning Ben left this morning because he had like a baseball game to go to or whatever, and I'm laying in bed minding my own business. And I heard, like, one of my neighbors, like, shut their door or something. And I'm like, what if someone just walked into my apartment? And I was like, what if they came through my bedroom door right now? What would I do? And I was like, I have a knife over here, so I'll have to grab the knife really fast. I'm, like, going through this scenario, and I was like, just turn on the light, Deanna. Like, (laughs) nobody's in here. (laughs) Nobody's coming in the apartment. And it's like, why is my brain doing that? Like, I can't fall asleep now. 
because I think there's someone in my apartment. And even when I open the bedroom door, I'm just kind of like, hello? All right, everyone's gone. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so frustrating. It's like you create – you created that yeah, out of you your own that brain. Scenario. Yep. <laughs> Yep. That has never once happened in my life, knock on wood. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like. Why would it? <laughs> so, more of the story. Brains suck. Yeah, um, your own mind is actively going against you most of the time. It's mostly my brain and not other people around yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Psychology's great. Uh, <laughs> um. I think there's a lot more to learn about the dream side. So, um, you know, if you guys have any kind of thoughts on that or if, you know, you've looked up, you know, go on the dream dictionary and look up your, like, most common dream or yeah, something Yeah, I mean, like people that. have, like, weird-ass dreams. Yeah. Like I said, I have dreams that I'm pregnant and I'm, like, terrified of pregnancy and my teeth fall out and I have dreams about, like, tonsil stones coming out of my mouth. Oh my gosh! I don't want to be in your dreams. It's not a good time. <laughs> have you ever seen um, Inception? I have seen Inception. That 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 movie with my brain. messed me up. I had to watch it again. I I seriously like I was tired after I watched it. It's hard. It's a hard movie to watch because you have like, to really pay attention. Yeah, and you're like, what? Where are we? What? What? what and even like, the end of it. I know. I'm still like, I don't even know what. Mm-hmm. Like, or obviously not going to tell you if you haven't seen it, but like at the end of it, I was just kind of like, huh? wait, what just happened? So what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a really good movie. I think they, they did a really good job with it. Yeah. But you, it's one of those movies that you have to pay attention because mm-hmm. if you look away for two seconds, you're going to miss something. Yeah. It's exhausting. And then you're going to not know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. I, the whole movie, I'm just like, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've kind of rambled on long enough. Yeah, um, I think so too. It's going to be one of a longer episode yeah. for sure. Um, but like I said, let us know what you think about the dreams. We'll link all of the um the articles that the we articles discuss. down in the description. Yeah. So if you guys the you know the dream dictionary is going to be on there. So yeah. if you want to go to that, um, I'm definitely I kind of want to browse on there a little bit longer later. <laughs> It's really fun to, like, yeah. analyze yourself, psychoanalyze mm-hmm. yourself and be like, why the heck did I have that dream? Yeah. Why the heck? Yeah. Um, also, next week is our Halloween episode. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, my, I haven't edited it yet. But, like, that's going to be, like, a whole day thing because I'm going to enjoy every second. Oh, yeah. We already kind of watched through most of the videos mm-hmm. that we made. And it we, we were just – we had so much fun. Guys, I'm telling you. On the you. floor. Literally on the floor rolling around laughing. Oh, my. It was <laughs> – it's it's going to be my favorite episode by far for sure. Um, so I'll I'll post maybe like a little sneak peek sometime this week. Yeah. Um, to um, see if you guys can guess what it's about. What we're doing. <laughs> um, but uh, we shall see you next week on – the last brain cell like comment share subscribe share the love and we'll see you next time okay bye, bye.